0: This is a Triple J podcast. Hack.
1: The coronation is upon us and Australia is officially saying hello to its new king. The question is though, does anybody care? We
2: know that this is going to affect ourselves, the town, so we recognise that heaviness, but we feel very
1: powerful and very united out of here. group of Australian tourists has been caught on video and misbehaving in Bali. Fancy that. On Triple J. Yeah,
0: the Bali tax is interesting. I don't know whether you've heard about this one. It's about... Australians, but all tourists really being slugged an extra amount of money to try to stop bad behaviour overseas. I'm actually pretty keen to hear what you think of this. And if you've got some not so proud moments that have happened overseas, or maybe you've witnessed some, I want to hear the worst. What have you seen or heard another Australian doing? And you've completely cringed and thought, no, sorry, I've got to, I'm I'm British, I'm American. I'm staying away from this. Tell me your stories, 043975755 Hey, I cannot do this shake-up alone. Well, <laughs> maybe I will be, who knows? Depends if the microphones are working. I do have two amazing shake-up guests with me, though. Firstly, writer, director, Eliza Riley. How the hell are you? I'm shaking
1: up. Oh, my gosh. How (laughs) hectic
0: was that? Just a little behind-the-scenes sneak peek. We were running from studio to studio. There are two studios at Triple J, (laughs) and we kept running back and forth, and I kept screaming. But then I was also like, oh, should I get a drink? Like, I was kind of a bit all over the place. Anyway, Eliza, are we feeling good ahead of the weekend? Did Uh that kind of get the adrenaline pumping?
1: Oh, absolutely. Did and we have so much to talk about?
0: Because to be fair, you were like, "I feel a bit dusty today." I so do. Now you're feeling good, right?
1: I <laughs> feeling <laughs> refreshed, Dave. After doing that beautiful live radio, you gotta love it.
0: Oh, you do gotta love it. It's all part of and it. And you right? called the
1: show the shake up for a reason. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's not the normal hack. The normal hack that would never happen. This is the <laughs> shake up.
1: Um, and making a shake
0: up debut, we've got someone who's launched a book this week. Mm-hmm. So probably more intense than what he's just experienced running between studios. Well, Starkus, welcome. Thanks very much for having me. How are you feeling?
2: Yeah, pretty good. Look, I could have done without the Benny Hill <laughs> Um <laughs> but Look, you know what? All I know is that it's only uphill from here.
0: It was pretty full on, wasn't it? Hey, we can't bang on about it. Everyone's like, we get it. It was a disaster. Move on. We
2: will. We will. Hey, if they want to do something and get people interested, they should just have him step down.
1: I like the pomp and pageantry. Well, I think that might be Charles clutching at straws a little
0: there. I think it's bullshit.
1: On Triple Jack.
0: Yeah, it's all happening this weekend. The coronation of King Charles. Millions of people around the world are getting ready to watch the new monarch be crowned. Are you one of them? Will you be pledging allegiance to the king? Hey.
2: London is right now preparing for the coronation of King Charles III, an historic event 70 years in the making. Aussies have been asked to swear allegiance to King Charles out loud. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has told British TV personality Piers Morgan that he plans to pledge his allegiance to King Charles III.
0: I have a responsibility to represent Australia in accordance with protocol and I'll certainly be doing that.
2: Some of the pomp and pageantry has been cut from this coronation but it'll still be a major spectacle, costing an estimated £100 million.
1: We're choosing between whether we buy vegetables or eggs, and then they're spending so much on coronation.
2: And
0: the poor are getting poorer, so
1: it's all about them. On Triple Jack.
0: Yeah, lots of debate about the monarchy this week really has been a year of ceremony and traditions and pomp when you think about it, just when you think they can't get even more elaborate. There's another one. There's another coronation, huge, big event. Do you think the royals have done enough to scale down this event? Because that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. And do you think they're modernising it? Because that's another argument that the royal family's making. And can you actually modernise something as medieval as a coronation? I don't know. Let me know. You can call in one 300 also, I would like to know, are you pledging allegiance to the king? Because that's the question being asked this week. And if you're not, what are you pledging allegiance to? Maybe you've got something special. Let's get into it with a shake-up team. Her Royal Highness,
1: the Duchess of
0: Hangovers. Hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Eliza Riley, uh. His Excellency, <laughs> the Prince of yes. Barbells, <laughs> Wilkostakis... Yeah, just trying to come up with names. Eliza, yeah. the coronation, yes or no? Look,
1: well, to be really honest, I didn't realise it was on this weekend <laughs> at all until I got your briefing that we're going to be speaking about this. And I was like, oh. I was like, wasn't that... Didn't we, like, just have a coronation a couple of years ago? And then I realised that I've just been watching The Crown a lot. (laughs) And I was like, I was there. I saw it. I'm pretty sure. And then am like, That's so funny. So
0: you've missed all this build-up, all the news coverage. That's pretty impressive, actually.
1: Do you reckon? I think most Australians just are living, live, laugh, loving their recession life. And I don't know (laughs) if it's really on the radar. What about you, Will? Look, it's just there's this massive ick factor
2: whenever it comes on and like I saw a social media post about the stone of destiny the stone of destiny what's that it is just I don't know I saw a guy he was guarding it it was just a (laughs) rectangular block and I'm just like this this might be your culture but like
0: hey it's actually quite controversial stolen from Scotland it's used in all mm. of the coronations to crown the monarch it's It's pretty hectic. There's all the controversy around diamonds and which ones are used in the crowns and their history as well. I don't know. Do you think it causes a bit of friction in families whether or not you support the royal family? Like, Will, we were speaking earlier and you were like, well, some of my family
2: are fully into it. Yeah, like my mum's a pretty big royalist. And she's like, are you going to be watching? And I'm like... You sure I will be? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So... You know, I think I'm just going to smile and nod and accidentally, you know, organise something else. Okay. To be on with. Interesting. And so
1: does your mum see it as a religious ceremony like they do in the UK? Uh,
2: no, I don't think it's that bad, but I just it's think bad, it's so just bad. like, she just. I think she enjoys the soap opera of the royals. Like she can't get enough of the Harry Megan stuff and it's just like, oh, let's not. Let's Ugh. just yeah, park it. That and she's like, so are, you, are you a royalist too? And I'm like... Yeah, no. I I
1: did see that there was a uh, like a royal spoon. Like an like a beautiful, beautiful sacred spoon that they like pour the oil onto the body. And there's I was a like, whole
0: bunch of stuff, right? Get me
1: your hands on that royal spoon. <laughs> That'll be amazing. I'll, I'll
0: wait for the royal loofah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's probably a few of those. Got some messages coming through. Gabrielle in Sydney says, "I'm pleading allegiance to myself. Girl boss vibes. It's time for confidence. <laughs> hey, why not?
1: Heavy weighs the crown. Absolutely.
0: Look, the UK government's not actually saying how much this is costing. And that is kind of a concern for a lot of Brits, as you that, can imagine. They're waiting you know until that,
2: afterwards. Yeah, right? they're no. doing it on the cheap,
0: definitely. <laughs> that's why.
1: Is it the Aldi special? They're just <laughs> oh, getting well, by. Well, apparently
0: getting... this is downscaled a bit, but they still reckon it could be up to $180 million that's being spent on of the coronavirus. Of taxpayer. It's British taxpayer money. Wow. Would you be pretty pistolizer if you were a British taxpayer?
1: I'm I'm pissed and I'm not a British taxpayer. I think the I think the whole I guess uh, the the gumption of like parading all of these jewels and just rubbing it in everyone's faces that they've stolen it off. I don't know like that. It doesn't. It makes me go. Mm. Not very classy Yeah, thing, Some,
0: Someone on the text line, yeah, the amount of money being spent on this is insane. Imagine how many other issues could be solved or supported if they invested the money in things like homelessness. Mm. There are other people out there, though, that say, no, this is a huge tourist draw card. It's going to yep. make the economy money. People are going to flood in and we should see it as a tourist event, as uh, entertainment, and we should appreciate it like that. Will, thoughts
2: on that? Look, I think that's a bit silly what people need a reason to go to London. (laughs) Like, come on now. But look, we talk about the price tag, but we've got to be fair, not to play devil's advocate, but like what if, like be with me here... What if they're buying things in bulk because they know the next coronation is the next <laughs> oh! 10 or 20 years? Like, <laughs> we're not going to, he's not going to last as long as Lizzie, let's be fair.
1: Okay. So, oh, that's hot take here. You got
0: anyone you're pleading allegiance to? Yeah. Pledging allegiance to, sorry. Eliza. Well,
1: I just feel like I should, everyone <laughs> should pledge allegiance to their therapist. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> how I was like, we should be definitely crediting them. They should be wearing the crown and the jewels for helping
0: everyone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Someone on the tech line. It's my birthday Saturday and a pro royal friend is coming so we're making coronation quiche. Um, you know, some people are having coronation parties. Another person says, well, they're putting the money into the economy, right? That was from Anthony. And another person says, I'd rather go see the new Guardians of the Galaxy than watch Charles's coronation. We did have a few people on Hack this week telling us what they'd rather be doing um, than watching the coronation. Interesting to hear all the celebrities' views on this as well. Like, we had people like Harry Styles refuse to play at the Coronation Concert. Russell Crowe apparently is saying he probably didn't get an invite because he has in the past when he's met the royals not said, your Royal Highness, like he doesn't follow the protocol. Um, Yeah,
1: that's my reason too why I wasn't (laughs) invited. So, yeah, it's probably that. like, oh, that was probably it. That was probably it.
0: it. Everyone's got a bit of a take on it. But Kylie and Danny Minogue, they are performing. So, hey, it is going to be a big party.
1: World pride to the coronation, you know. <laughs> They've just taken that line up.
0: And
2: just They're doing the
0: exact same set. Chuck it into Westminster Abbey. Like, really, it is like well, watching equally a... equally can. Yeah. Yes, honestly, honestly. Uh... Bit of bling. Look, we could go on and on, but because we lost so much time at the beginning, time to move on. Hack.
2: <laughs> I need my writers. I need them real bad. I got no show without my writers. We would like to not work for free. All we want is to be able to support our
1: families. On Triple Jack. Yeah, there's a lot of
0: strike action happening at the moment. You've probably seen this this week on Hack. We are talking about university workers. But have you heard about the writers' strike that's happening in the US? Hollywood is in chaos right now. And maybe you're thinking, Dave, I do not care about a strike happening in the US. Why are you telling me this? Well, you might care when your favorite show stops being made. Hack.
2: Tonight Show. Welcome to the Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert.
1: Thousands of Hollywood writers are this morning closing their laptops and heading to the picket line after last-minute talks with major studios over wages broke down. No.
0: What do we
1: want? I think it's important to have humans telling stories about our human experience and not having stories generated by algorithms.
2: Without these people,
0: this show would be called the Late Show with a guy rambling about the Lord of the Rings and boats for an hour.
2: We were not given the
1: opportunity to get a fair deal, and now we have to fight for one, and
0: that's what we're here to do. On Triple Jack. Yeah, have you been keeping across this? Because it's developing quickly. Like, I saw Drew Barrymore today saying she's pulled out of MTV Awards hosting, standing in solidarity with riders. A lot of people getting behind Drew for that. Do you reckon celebrities should be doing more to support riders? Let me know. Are you worried about, you know, the future of... TV writing, AI taking over. That's what people are also saying. They're like, oh, just put chat GPT in there. You can sort it out. 043975755. Got a little bit of a feeling of what our shake-up panel might think of this. We've got two writers with us, actually. We've got Eliza Riley and Will Costakis. Eliza, have you been watching this closely? Not the coronation, but maybe this?
1: Yeah, I have. Like the WGA always does a really great strike when they choose to strike. They last did it, I think, in 2007, yeah, 2008. It was a while ago. And it went on, like back then, it went for a hundred days. And, and it, it
0: cost the LA economy like several billion dollars. Yes. Yeah. So
1: when they strike, they totally mean it. So it is kind of amazing being looking at across the pond uh, at, you know, your US peers who kind of set the standard for the entire world of television and film. Uh, yeah, it's been really interesting. Of course, I stand in solidarity with the writers. But as someone who writes
0: yes. and has written for television and those mediums, what are some of the big issues here that people are worried about? Obviously, it's paying conditions. Um, but like when we talk about conditions, it's what? Not enough writers? Things like that?
1: Well, it's kind of different. As an Australian writer, I'm looking. Issues, well, yeah. I'm looking across at the US and they are so scared and freaking out about conditions that we have already worked in. They're like, writers' rooms have to be smaller. Uh, and we're yeah. like, yeah, we, we already write. So Australian writing, uh, the industry sort of is a foreboding, uh, reality maybe for the U S but they're also being like in the U S they have to, they're gig workers just like a Deliveroo or an Uber driver. And so the writing guild actually like helps them pay for their health insurance when they're not working, right. which is different for us, but it, Look, to be honest, it is hard. uh, Look, I mean, I'm a writer in Australia and knowing that the average US American TV writer makes on average $250,000 a year, of course I'm in solidarity with them, but I'm like, oh, my God, you don't know what you have. So I am in support of them striking because that's the reality that we grew up in.
2: Will, you're a writer, different kind of writer, but what are your thoughts on this one? I'm definitely in solidarity with them. I mean... We've been watching for the past 10, 15 years, tech bros coming into industries and just basically decimating them and turning us all into Uber drivers. Mm. And what we're seeing now is they've gone into quite a heavily unionized town and suddenly they're getting pushback. Like one of the big issues here is that, you know, American writers, if they wrote on TV, they would get what was called residuals, which was basically like royalties, which was, I think, worth about half of what their script fee was every time the show was rerun. Now on streaming, they're not getting the equivalent. They're getting seven or eight cents or dollar terms and really small paltry sort of paychecks. And so I really think we have seen this shift to streaming and away from reruns, but I really think if there are these massive CEOs who are making so much money and these tech bros who are just forcing this algorithmic Mm. porridge like TV shows at us.
1: (laughs) Name one. What what are you talking about? I would never mention
2: the Citadel by name. But if we're getting this by the numbers generic stuff, then, you know, at least pay the people who have to suffer through writing it. And the WGA has been really transparent about this. They have put up their demands and also what the response to those was. And the most troubling one was the WGA was like, you cannot let AI Write stuff, yeah. But and AI
1: is going to write stuff. Like to do jump in ju- here, do you yeah. you just yeah, see absolutely. that, Eliza? Or
0: are you just like, it's going to happen? It's going to happen well, soon. or yeah. Maybe it's happening already. Well,
1: you no, know, yeah. Because like, for instance, I'm sure that people with horse drawn carts were really pissed <laughs> off when cars came on. Like, I'm sure they lost their jobs as well. Yeah. It feels like that. Like, it yeah. feels like the, like as a writer, I'm already using AI. I will continue to use it, and I feel like. I think this year, even the Drake song has proved that creativity is not for the humans alone and because that's what we were told, you know, in mm. the 90s, being like, if you're creative, you're a robot, won't take your job. But it feels like it's the first jobs that they're taking. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: I mean, we'll... You've released a book this week. Mm-hmm. Actually, say the name of your uh, book. My book is called We Could Be Something. We Could Be Something. Brilliant book, getting good reviews. But be honest, was yeah. the last chapter <laughs> chat GPT? Look. Did you
2: just say, oh, can't be bothered with this? A little bit. And yeah. I also did what every other Australian literary author was, does and just plagiarised Booker Prize winners. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: That's
2: what they all do. No, but does that worry you as a as a writer seriously? Do you look at the emerging technologies and think, Here we go. It does worry me, but also I feel like we kind of had it coming. Like whenever we learn sort of script writing especially, it's like by page three, this has to happen. By page seven, this has to happen. We're already working to an algorithm. Correct. And we are training audiences not to expect anything out of the Mm -hmm. box. And this feels like, you know, chickens have come home to roost. Mm. Eliza, celebrities, obviously a lot of power I can speak to that.
0: (laughs) You're like, present. (laughs) A lot of power to raise awareness of this stuff like, you know, Drew Barrymore has done by saying, I'm not hosting the MTV Mm -hmm. awards. Do you think they should be doing more, though? And is there this weird relationship between the on-screen component and the off-screen? You're like, oh, <laughs> what can I say here? Well,
1: no, I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like they definitely should. It really does, uh, you know, uh, push the screws into the studios if they are getting more public attention for this strike and they should be supported. And
0: there are some that are out there really, you know, demanding action and saying we do stand in solidarity, just to be clear, but maybe not as many as, some would hope. Mm.
1: I feel like the actor, the actors that are just actors, have an easy win because then they don't have to come through and actually like pay writers what they're worth. Mm. Um, they get to just you know be supportive without having the conflict. But most of the people, celebrities that are are protesting, are writers themselves or are sort of linked within that creative process anyway. It, it takes. I think they're just trying to demonstrate that. You know, that celebrities are created by ideas and words written by nerds behind a laptop.
0: Hey, look, there are so many issues to go into here this story will continue over the next week at least as we see more shows impacted and i mean the real impact here in australia is yet to be seen i guess because as you said eliza the last big one that was back in 2007 there were heaps of shows like stuff like whether a gossip girl 30 rock um breaking bad they were all heavily impacted by the strike so we'll see what happens with this one
1: hack
2: we drink we drive we flout the regulations we really and some of us get caught.
1: They're talking in temples, they're vomiting in taxis,
2: they're lying around drunk on the streets. I mean, I think they should just stay home and get drunk in Byron. On Triple
0: Jack... Yeah, that's just Eliza Riley. I mean, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding,
1: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm no, you are, you actually are. Oh, this bad. is unacceptable. I mean, that's Will
0: Starkers.
1: <laughs> sure, okay, I'll
0: take the rap for that. Aussies. Get me the beer. <laughs> bad reputation around the world. Well, they do have a reputation around the world, we should say. They have a few reputations, not all of it's bad. Um, for better or worse, you generally know when there's a group around. Some horror stories out there. We're starting to see some flood through the text line now. One of our favourite holiday destinations, Bali, is thinking about putting this special tourist tax in place to make it seem less cheap to hopefully avoid some of these bad behaviours. I'm wondering, do you think this is going to work? Do you think this will drive away the bad behaviour? Message in 0439757555. What is the worst thing you've seen from a co-patriot overseas, a fellow Australian? Let me know. Let's get into it with the Shake Up crew. Eliza Riley, Will Starkis. Eliza, what do you think? Is this tax justified?
1: How much is the tax going to be? It
0: could be up to $150. Uh.
1: Okay, so, I mean, I, I feel like maybe the Indonesian government isn't really putting themselves in the shoes of a FIFO 21-year-old yeah, from Perth. Yeah, they could
0: open it up a bit, couldn't they? Yeah, it was
1: nothing to do <laughs> on the weekend but fly into Denpasar and do a bintang's Makasi, yeah. Like, and just they, I mean, I don't know. I love. I do love the idea that $150 is the difference between cheap and not cheap.
0: Wow. Well. <laughs> it's it's pretty hectic. What about you, Will? Do you think that um, this might make a difference? Do you go to Bali? You like a trip to Bali? No,
2: I haven't been to Bali yet, but I have done a trip to Thailand, and that Jetstar flight was illuminating. <laughs> Let's just say people were bringing the Gold Coast with them. Yes. Um, so- yeah.
0: Well, let's. sorry to all of our Gold Coast audience. We love you. Will loves you too. And oh, buy his book there too, I'm oh, sure. It was. It's in stock,
2: please. If, you, if you're looking
0: for a book to burn angrily,
2: by all means, I still get the sale. Producer
0: <laughs> Hannah, proud from the Gold Coast. Yes. She's saying thank you, thank you. We've got some stories coming through. Someone says, my brother and I got knocked out in a pub brawl in Germany three days before my wedding. Makeup artists needed to see to us first on the wedding day. We took the most attention. I'm sure you did. Someone else blacked out in Croatia and was run. running... Running around jumping between super yachts. No recollection of it, but mate said I was selling everyone I was a Kiwi. So thanks for ruining their (laughs) reputation as well. Another person went in the US and drunk. My partner touched my shoulder and pretended she pushed me over into a car. It ended up being a cop car and they tried to arrest me. That was from Anthony. And another person says, Backpacking in Thailand, a fellow Aussie pooped in the communal shower and left it.
1: No. (laughs) Does that make
0: you proud to be Australian, Eliza?
1: I don't think I'm particularly proud to be Australian any wanna, day of the week. I want to pledge
2: allegiance to that.
1: Yes, <laughs> the poop in the shower. Especially when you go overseas, nothing is streaked in yellow highlighter than the Australian accent just undulating over well, the that's European the thing. landscape. I
0: was going to say, when you hear it, Will, are you one of those people, if you hear Australians, you're running or you're um, diving into it,
2: what do you reckon? Yeah, cultural cringe. I am running away. <laughs> I am. No, I'm, start, I'm speaking Greek. I'm yeah. just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's brilliant, passing yourself off as a Kiwi, which is the, the sophisticated option if you had to go with one. Yeah. Of course.
0: you got to do it. you got to do it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of bad things I've done overseas. Have you had bad incidents yourself, Eliza? Again, I'm not bullying you. I'm just <laughs> saying. Do so you look back at your younger self-travelling and go, oh.
1: No, but I do, like, I have spent a lot of time in Bali and have seen the behaviour or how some Australians actually do really exploit it and kind of just use it as their piss bucket and just do whatever they want and not even doing like basic things that you were taught in primary school like pick up your rubbish, say please and thank you. They just sort of come in and churn and burn and then get out. So I I do understand but the $150 to the Indonesian government doesn't – it's not water type for well, me. Well
0: hey, um if the Indonesian government wants to consult with you, Eliza Riley. Please don't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: but what would you do if it wasn't the $150 fine? What else would you do to deter these people? Well, there's actually
0: There's a lot of discussion around what should be done. Unfortunately, we don't have time to get into it because okay. that is all we've got time for. <laughs> Shake Up Crew, writer-performer Eliza Riley, thank you so much for coming in. Loved it. And author Will Kastakas new book out now. We could be something. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. Hack on Triple Jack.
1: Dee Salmon here sliding into your podcast feed to let you know that the Hookup podcast has all the sex and relationship content you need. Honestly, you need us in your life. Join us each week as we talk all things love and f***ing like this. Foreplay is also there so that you have great sex. Like I don't know about anyone who's given themselves an orgasm in two minutes. Like it's fine. It's the fast food of orgasms.
2: That's the hookup. If you like hack, you'll love us. Get us wherever you get your pods.